Welcome to the Pebble Ventures Metaverse Matters video podcast, where we will explore how as virtual and real worlds converge, the way consumers are thinking of self-expression, experiences, and ownership is fundamentally changing. The implications and opportunities for brands will be as profound as the internet some 25 years ago. Back then, we experienced a paradigm shift from analog to digital, and we believe these new technologies will drive another revolutionary shift, but faster. I'm Mike Denunzio, the founder of Pebble Ventures, and I'm happy to have with me for each episode my colleagues Lauren Fenema and Sean Aharam. We each bring different skill sets and perspectives on digital marketing, product design, distribution, technology, and venture. And we hope this combination provides interesting discussion, insights, and ideas for how your brand can capitalize on the intersection of the metaverse and the real world. We'll also be joined by industry leaders as we look in depth at the innovative brands, platforms, tech companies, and investors shaping the metaverse ecosystem. So whether your brand is already on the leading edge or just getting started, we invite you to listen in, join the conversation, and help us form a community to help all. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Metaverse Matters. Today, we're going to focus on what's a signal and what's noise, and also talk about the elevated role of experiences. And, you know, all three of us have been on the brand side. And so whether you're a CEO leading an enterprise or a CMO or chief digital officer thinking about, you know, how to take brands into this new world or a brand manager who's running not just a marketing, but the entire business, you know, we're, we're really going to try to come at it from your perspective. And, you know, some of the challenges that we've been hearing are, how do I think about a single virtual world that has an audience three times the population of California? Or, you know, is it really true that cultural influence is going to start in the metaverse and then work its way back into the real world as opposed to vice versa? And we're going to be seeing things like the same consumer going to self-express with a virtual classic jacket from a luxury brand in the metaverse and a virtual fast fashion hoodie from a streetwear brand on social. We're also seeing things like direct to avatar brands and digital influencers and virtual IRL collections. And you know, are these things gonna become mainstream and when are they gonna become mainstream? And, and lastly, you know, we're gonna see things like consumers expecting resale loyalty subscription programs to be supported by the blockchain. Or how long is it gonna be before an icon on your website that shows your product is vegan or fair trade? It's no longer good enough. They're, the consumer is going to want to see it verified by the blockchain. And so we get it. We're going to try to come at these issues from your perspective. And Lauren, I know you've been thinking deeply. You brought the issue to us about talking about signal versus noise. So how about you take it away from here? Totally. Um, I think, it, you know, like anything in a nascent space, it's all relative to your brand and, and resources and also how you want to interact with customers, but obviously there's been a ton of movement in NFTs. I think that's a huge opportunity for brands when it's done right. Um, and I think there's a lot more we could say about how to break down that concept if 
people aren't as familiar with NFTs. Um, and then there's also a ton of, I think, momentum and exciting opportunities ahead with blockchain and crypto and how those interact with brands. And so I think we could go in a lot of different directions of how we talk about those things, but those are all, you know, when I think about headlines recently, it's NFTs, it's crypto, and obviously the metaverse at large around literally what is it? Is it a virtual world? Is it many virtual worlds? And so I think that's the other piece of how people can be talking about it. What are, what are, what is the language and how do I start to assign how my business operates today to some of those ideas that are emerging? Um, and when I think about noise, a lot of it is kind of the pull to copy or to just do the thing that you've seen in the headline because you feel like maybe that's the right place to be. So I think it's really cool that different artists and brands are you know, holding festivals or um, concerts and things like Fortnite. Like that's, that's an awesome concept, you know, but should every brand go out and try to partner with people and do that? Probably not. Right. And so I think the signal not noise is relative to your brand and how you want to be reaching existing and new customers. And I know Sean, you, you think about that a lot. So how do you think about signal not noise when it comes to brand authenticity? Yeah. Again, I think it's really understanding the intention of your consumer, um, why they're in these spaces, what they're looking to get out of these spaces, um, whether it's going to attend a, co a concert in Roblox, whether it's Decentraland, what is their intention of being there and how do I as a brand intersect with them in a way that's authentic to the, their experience and their motivation to being in that space where it doesn't feel, you know, a forced, a forced thing just because they hear, heard about it on their newsfeed <laughs> that they need to be in the space to do this. It really has to feel authentic because the number one intention why these, you know, why consumers are entering the metaverse in the space is for experience. It's not for a transaction. It's to, to enrich their enjoyment of whatever, you know, their Tuesday. And to intersect with them in the right way has to feel like it's an authentic intersection from brand to consumer that fits within their intention of being there in the first place. And to, that to me is from a, from a brand perspective is the number one thing to kind of ask yourself is, does this space make sense for my brand, for the consumer's interaction with my brand? And does it feel authentic to their experience there? And if you can answer that to me, that would be what I would ask myself before I you know take step one into the metaverse with a brand. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I, this may be a little bit controversial, but I, especially given the name of this podcast, but <laughs> I actually think the metaverse is a lot of noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the concept. Um, it will probably happen at some point, but if you really think of the metaverse, this fully interoperable world of, you know, where we can kind of move from one game to the next and do all of these different things. I think that's a lot for anyone as a business to try to get their hands on right now. And it doesn't really exist today. And so I think in some ways, think of it less as the metaverse as this whole other place, kind of like the information superhighway back in the early days of the internet. And to your point, start breaking it down to your business. Start thinking about your consumer, what their intention is, what the application is for this particular brand or whatever. And don't worry so much about this entire thing called the metaverse out there. If you're doing something 
like you said, on a Snapchat, or if you're doing something on a Roblox, really just dial into that world, that experience that you're trying to provide, how that experience in that world is related to the experience that your customer is going through in the real world and bridge those two worlds together. And so, you know, again, you're especially what, like you said, when Facebook changed their name to Meta, um, it was like an earthquake of some sort where people were like, oh my gosh, get all over this. And, and yes, you do need to get all over this because with 2.8 billion gamers who are spending $150 billion a year on virtual goods, yeah, it is happening. We're a couple hundred million people on Snapchat interacting with AR on a daily basis. It is happening. And so I would just say, maybe it's a little bit of noise. Um, maybe it's a signal, I don't know. But uh, try to really just break it down to, you know, the thing that makes the most sense for your brand. And typically that's going to start, Sean, to your point with the consumer, right? And what is their intention and what is the best for our brand in that particular environment? Yeah. And I think like we were talking about earlier, just, I want to bring up the point of having fun with it. And I think the opportunity to be super creative and inspire your teams and even inspire your customer to think differently about your brand and, you know, create a really exciting experience. And that isn't to make the stakes super high, but because you don't have the constraints of supply chain and you don't have a lot of the real world kind of parameters on this experience, you really can reinvent and reimagine the way that you can, that you can show up in these places and um, deliver a, a memorable experience and a discovery experience that I think gets people super excited to then either one, explore your product in the real world. And even if those experiences don't 100% relate, like there, there still can be a bridge, even if it doesn't look the same. It's not like make a carbon copy of your store in this space and then see people walk in. I don't think that that's the goal. I think the goal is, you know, if you're, excited about self-expression, if you're excited about um, kind of just how you, I'm kind of losing my thought on this, but like, you know, how do you kind of have fun with it? And how do you um, not make it the most stressful piece of your strategy? You know, like it, it's a new, it's a whole new space. It's a whole new opportunity. Yeah, totally. I, I think of these, I think if I'm in the shoes of, you know, running a brand, these are experiments. Right. Totally. And, and they may be experiments that ultimately scale into critical, critical components of your strategy. And I think they will. Mm -hmm. but right now, think of them as experiments. We're here to get out there. We're here to learn. We're here to revisit after we've done some learning to think about how we take it to the next level. But to your point, yeah, definitely have fun. I mean, you think about when I think of my daughter who's, uh, you know, on Roblox a lot and she's on different games. I mean, she's trying on all sorts of different things for her avatar because it's fun. Right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that, but that's all part of it being immersive, right? This notion that, you know, what we do do in these platforms should be immersive, you know, mm -hmm. it should be this ability to get someone to interact with us and think of us as a brand on just a wholly different level. And, uh, and a lot of it will be fun. I mean, if you think about gaming, it's a game. Mm -hmm. Games are typically fun for a lot of reasons, whether it's how many people you, you know, kind of shoot and kill to how many, you know, what you build in a Minecraft or whatever it is, but it's, they're there for fun. And so that I think will be, 
uh, interesting for brands, you know, who aren't associated with fun to how yeah. they think about it with fun. And as we've talked about before, you know, what, what Gucci did on Zepido was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, basketball and you know me being able to dunk it or what Ralph Lauren did on Zeppelin as well was really fun you know this mm -hmm. idea of running through the mansion and all that kind of stuff so fun doesn't have to be comic fun it's just fun it was mm -hmm. it was a fun experience and I think that's the big shift that the brands have to really kind of mentally wrap their head around is you're not making something just to have a transaction right yeah. you're creating these you know, you're creating something that's going to enhance an experience to your customer that's already in this space that's going there for an intention of enjoyment of, you know, distraction of entertainment of community building. So how is the brand not, you know, not getting that transaction, but how are they enhancing that user's experience that, you know, that enhances their, you know, their experience within uh, the metaverse and the brand. Um, it's not about just getting that transaction, making a product to sell it. It's, it's really, you know, if you find yourself in Roblox and you're doing X, Y, Z, how does that brand enhance that experience so it's more of a memorable experience? And then they connect that experience to the brand and then they, they go back. It's mm -hmm. building beyond just the transaction of product to customer. It's enhancing experience and all of that. And so it's just like a mind shift of, of creation for brands of what am I doing what, what product am I building that's going to enhance the experience that is in line with the intention of why the consumer is there in the first place versus just making something to sell something. Yeah. And I also think with that point, like there's a huge opportunity to discover more about that brand authenticity because so much of the current like channels and the way that product is distributed today is really transactional. And that's been the the hustle in the game for the, for the last several years, especially in e-commerce has been like, how do I tweak all of these different elements of my experience to be as efficient and geared towards transaction as possible. And this seems to be a totally different space where you have a lot of room to play with how you can express your brand and therefore create a lot more moments potentially for a customer to understand your brand values. So, you know, you're no longer just connecting things like to the most efficient path for transaction. It's, it's more like, how am I experiencing this brand? How does it help me express myself? And if I'm going to talk about it, you know, maybe there's a lot more things I could say about this brand to my friends or to my community because of the way I've interacted with them in this new space. And so, you know, I've seen that done well uh, a number of times through Snapchat lenses, like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have really thought of this brand in this way, but because they gave me this experience through Snapchat, I'm now like, oh, I'm actually thinking about that brand value because it's integrated with how you, how you showed up here. So um, I don't know, Sean, to your point, I think the, the way to cut through the noise often starts with your consumer and how your brand authentically connects to that consumer. And that story shouldn't really change. That should be um, a ripple effect through your whole organization. And the metaverse is just another way to explore that. I, I want to circle back to this notion of the metaverse being noise and <laughs> what we what are you going to kill our podcast before it's even started <laughs> it may happen and that's okay if, if it helps move the ball down the field a little bit then I'm, in. Um, I'm actually curious because we've never talked about among the three of us and I'm going to put you on the spot Lauren what yeah how do you define the metaverse Oh, you know, when you're yeah. running brands, how do you, how do you define it? 
you have to know this about me. I'm like a big nerd when it comes to like wanting to be hundred percent correct about stuff. So like, this is a real challenge for me. Um, I know that about you, but I'm yeah. Uh, the research in, in me is like on fire at the moment being like, Oh my God, where are all my notes? Um, great question. I think, I think it's interchangeable at the moment to be totally honest. I think when people say metaverse, sometimes they mean this whole spectrum of opportunity from again, AR filters to, you know, virtual reality to these actual new places like Decentraland, it could also mean games. And so in my mind, there's a current conversation that's very much um, defining the metaverse as this virtual space that will be built by many people. It's not, it's not like there will only be one. Facebook is being incredibly aggressive, obviously, about being the, the kind of owner of the space and getting a lot of people there. But in reality, I think as tools uh, emerge for this, a lot of people will be able to build their own metaverses. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. And then to your point, Mike, you're like, we're probably many years away from you being able to navigate in and out of those different worlds and being able to transfer, you know, different virtual goods and assets and things like that between all of these different spaces. So I think one of the important things for um, thinking about this is knowing that the metaverse is a specific place, like it is a specific concept of building these virtual spaces where people can be immersive and interact with each other in communities. But sometimes depending on the company, like it could mean all of the um, kind of tools or orbiting ecosystem that's being built as kind of related to the metaverse. So again, things like AR, VR, gaming, Crypto is a huge piece of it because it's kind of the foundational piece of how people might transact in this in this in these spaces. Along with, um, you know, blockchains are fundamental to crypto, but they could also be fundamental to how we think about luxury goods and kind of defining value and ownership. Sure. So that's a lot <laughs> to think about, and I think that's what's uh, great about about being early in a space too. Is sometimes we're gonna like evolve and get it wrong you know so there could be moments to redefine all of this along the journey and there should be because it's being developed in real time and there's a ton of explosive innovation happening in this space and how exciting to be able to stay curious and explore it sure good well i think that i think the fact that it took you three minutes to answer that question sure <laughs> the metaverse is uh, it's a lot of things to a lot of people and uh, yep. and we'll just kind of see what happens. But Sean, I have a feeling you're coming at this maybe from a little bit different point of view. So how do you define the metaverse? Well, Lauren, I think you did a really good job for your research brain to answer that on the spot. Uh, <laughs> to me, it's, it's uh, you know, I think to mirror kind of what, what Lauren was saying, it's, it's, it can be a lot of different things and it's so new. And it's kind of being built as we're flying it. So to define it as one thing is, I don't think it's it's relevant, but I think it's, to me, it's just, it's a new way for people to spend time. It's a new way for people to engage with entertainment from media to whatever. It's a, it's just a new channel of a way to spend, you know, to, to spend time. Um, you know, we're so engaged with social media and it's kind of the evolution of that, you know, whether it's just looking at a picture that becomes boring and stale. So now I want to submerse myself into an alternate reality. And so it's just kind of the evolution of how we've been interacting with technology over the last like 20, 30 years. Um, so it's from gaming to 
community from snap you know whatever it is it's just to me it's the evolution of how we spend our time how we engage with brands how we are entertained how we connect with friends it's just kind of the the next step in the evolution of technology and humans interaction with that and do you you think the metaverse do you think if you're a brand who doesn't have a gen z or doesn't have a millennial audience do you think that they should be thinking about this now yeah I i think facebook's uh changing of the name is the biggest signal that yes they should i mean you know, mm-hmm. the fact that Gen Z is not engaged with Facebook, the decline in Instagram, that was their motivation to do this, in my opinion. And I think that's the broad signal to the world that, hey, Gen Z is not interested in XYZ. So this is why we're doing this. And so if you're trying to capture that customer, I think being aware of what's happening, and you know, trying to be a part of it is, is critical for sure. And I also think, Mike, to your question around if you don't have that customer, if you don't have a Gen Z or millennial customer, do I care? You're asking hard questions today. Um, I think it's always important to pay attention to a huge emerging trend and not be behind on transformation. And although you're, if you don't have those customers, that's kind of the first question of like, how are you gonna grow your business? If you don't currently have those customers, you will someday need them. so I don't think you can ignore it no matter who your current target customer is. Yeah, I think those are really good points, especially to me when I start to think about if, you're, if you have an undefined, unconstrained space in which to do things mm-hmm. and you're a brand that's trying to either reinvent themselves or find a new customer segment or become more culturally relevant, there probably is no better place than the metaverse than to try to do that, right? I mean, you can use traditional tools, advertising and Instagram and things of that nature, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're talking about this three-dimensional approach and this three-dimensional experience that you can have with consumer, this really is the place to do it. And I think what's most interesting to me for brands is, and we'll cover this on a different podcast is, how do we even think about structuring ourselves internally to do this? So if we're moving from a communications paradigm to an experience paradigm, what does that even mean? Like how Mm -hmm. do we adapt? What are our external resources? How do we have the frameworks in place internally to even begin to think about this? Because those can go down to a lot of levels, right? You think about product development, you know, we've all developed, hundreds of products in our lives and there's you know kind of a typical process and it's physical and all this kind of stuff and now we're saying in the metaverse we might be launching digital only brands we're certainly going to be launching digital only products we have some 3d assets probably internally but how do we even think about structuring ourselves to create experiences versus creating communications mm-hmm. so that's a whole other episode. Maybe we'll cover that next week. But um, I think it's a really important one for the brand side. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of questions. Well, we're getting these questions already, but there's a lot of questions around even how to do that. So I think this was a nice start. Hopefully everyone uh, enjoyed this first episode of Metaverse Matters. Please give us your feedback in the comments section. We'd love to hear it or email us or follow us on LinkedIn or however you want to do it. Um, And thank you for attending. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Sean. Thank you.
Thank you.